welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we're going to be looking at the case of Unger and Ul Hassan. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 22. And this is a fascinating family law decision that may well even prompt a change in the law. The proceedings centre around Nafisa Hassan and Mahmoud Ul Hassan, who were originally married in 1981. Sadly, the marriage broke down and in 2012, the husband obtained a divorce in Pakistan. The wife then went on to apply for financial relief under Section 12, Subsection 1 of the Matrimonial and Family Proceedings Act 1984, on the basis that the divorce in Pakistan could be recognised as valid in England and Wales. So far so good, and the idea of an application under the 1984 Act was that the judge is empowered to make any order that it could make under the Matrimonial Causes Act 1973, which is what would be used for an English divorce. The problem was that the husband unfortunately died before the wife's application could actually be determined. Instead, the wife therefore pursued her claim against the estate of her former husband. Before the High Court, Mr Justice Mostyn was sympathetic to Hassan, but considered that he was bound by the 1957 Court of Appeal decision in Sugden and Sugden, where it was held that an order could not be enforced against an estate's personal representatives after death. Interestingly, Mostyn noted that were it not for that decision, he would have allowed that claim to continue on the basis that it was a cause for action vested in her and subsisting against the husband's estate under Section 1, Subsection 1 of the Law Reform Miscellaneous Provisions Act 1934. Taking these circumstances into account, Mostyn granted a leapfrog certificate, which enabled an application for appeal straight to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court granted that application, and so that is where we pick things up. There were a couple of issues for the court to look at here. The first was whether the rights under the two family law acts from 1973 and 1984 were personal rights which only existed between living parties. The second question was whether a claim for financial relief under the 1984 Act is a cause of action that survives against the estate as per the 1934 Act. In order to identify whether the legislation purely creates personal rights and obligations between living parties, it is necessary to consider the legal context including previous judicial decisions. Here, that context clearly suggests that the law does only create personal rights that are extinguished on the death of one of the parties. In particular, the Inheritance Provision for Family and Dependents Act 1975 supports this conclusion alongside the fact that if a claim could proceed, it would duplicate the ways in which financial relief could be secured following the death of a spouse. Altogether, this means that the claim could not continue and the appeal was dismissed. There was therefore no need to consider the second issue about whether the claim was a cause of action for the purposes of the 1934 Act, but interestingly the Supreme Court held that if the legislation did create rights that continued after death, then a claim for financial relief would be such a cause. I think that this is a fascinating conclusion to the case because of the obiter comment that there would otherwise be a cause of action under the 1934 Act but for the hole in the legislation not creating these rights. 
I'm not saying that the justices are advocating for a change in the law here, but this is pretty much as close as they come to doing so. In fact, the opening to the conclusion of this judgment is worth quoting in full. It says, quote, The appellant's submission that a party to a marriage can continue a claim under the 1984 Act, read with the 1973 Act, despite the death of the other party to the marriage, would, in my judgment, be a major reform involving radical change to long-established principles. Furthermore, the reform would involve questions of policy, including its impact on the law of succession, and potentially also on the law of insolvency. There may be a case for reform, and that is why I indicated that Justice Mostyn's judgment is potentially seminal. However, reform is plainly for Parliament. It is not for the courts to distort the meaning of the words of the relevant statutes to achieve such a radical reform. End quote. Overall, the indication is that this is an area that is ripe for reform, and hopefully it will get picked up by the Law Commission under its new chairman, Justice Fraser, or even by MPs who see the potential injustice that can be caused by the law in its current state. Parties to a case can pass away at any time, or, if we are being really sceptical, proceedings can be delayed in cases where a respondent is seriously ill or frail. In those circumstances, the claimant is not left with no remedy whatsoever, but they are generally forced to commence fresh proceedings against the estate under inheritance law, and that can be both costly and time-consuming. That can have a real impact in divorce proceedings, where a claimant is anxiously awaiting financial support following a separation. Hopefully Parliament will step up and make the change sooner rather than later. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. A quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. This week in the newsletter, we were talking about the case involving Boris Johnson's WhatsApp messages and the attempt by the COVID inquiry to gain access to an unredacted version of those messages. If all of that sounds like something you're interested in, then do check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!